0: coming in after Brad okay so no comment a quick check-in do we value freedom yeah! do we value self-determination yeah! and do we value bodily autonomy yeah! okay so Perhaps we recognize that there are a group of people, a really small group of people out there, who don't like us having these values. Yes. Would you agree? Yes. And one of the extraordinary things that we always have is connection. And you've noticed that one of the things they are consistently trying to do is to remove connection. There's a concept called the illusion of separation that has fascinated philosophers for decades. And we are right at that critical point where we need to look at this idea. We are of nature. I grew up in East Africa, West Africa, around rainforests. So from a very, very young age, I was fascinated by the birds and the bees, the forest, nature. And in fact, I, I made it my life's work. I have, for 40 years, been a scientist, studying nature, understanding what is going on, and, you know, I never believed, even 10 years ago, the disconnection that has occurred just in the last three years. Trying to force people to disconnect, not only from each other, but also from values that are so incredibly important. And um, you see the new religion. You've heard about this. The new religion is science and technology. If you look at what's happening in school curriculums at the moment, they teach them food tech, not nutritional science. When they teach them about medicine, they now do weeks of studying vaccination. The whole idea is to create this pipeline of biotechnologies. But ultimately, as you'll see, through the last three years, where have the winners been? Have you seen, I've been involved in a major study where we've looked at um, 18,500 people, a subset of over 300,000, who chose to exercise their informed choice and refuse the genetic vaccines. Now, these people, 70% of them took high-dose vitamin D, quercetin, vitamin C, and zinc. Those four nutrients. And these have been the real winners. These have been the unsung heroes because, ultimately, they work. So, we've got to understand that there's this disconnection. We also have to recognize that the, the problems that they tell us we have are also an illusion. So, you've heard of this problem called climate change. And of course they have a solution for it, which is about trying to control carbon emissions. But they don't talk to us about the real environmental crisis that's going on. The fact that we're in the middle of the sixth mass extinction. The fact that it is the technologists, the controllers, the small cabal that are controlling the planet that are responsible for destroying the rainforests, polluting the oceans, polluting the air. And they're of course not telling us that actually we just changed the way that we did agriculture and turned our soil, stop using that glyphosate, and turned our soils back into living soils. We could sequester all of the carbon we're producing. So, and they also told us, they also told us that um, We've got this magical vaccine that you can take and it will, you know, give you back your freedom. It will give you back your health and that is another lie. So what what they've done, um, the Nobel Prize Summit in May in Washington D.C. is holding a meeting where it attempts to completely break down scientific misinformation scientific misinformation is the tool that they are using right now to control us and the idea is to break down trust so totally for any of the people in this room, any of the people who've been on this stage any of the people who dissent and the meeting is actually all about trust and hope and of course if you look at any index of trust at the moment, there's never been so, such low trust for any government or any authority. So it's a really, really important time for us to reevaluate values. And here we are talking about resilience. What is resilience? Isn't it time that we really understand that if we can build some power back into ourselves, and confront this small group of people, and build a new life, build a new way forward for humanity, for the next generations, we're going to be in a much better position. And, and that's why, as, as many have said, this is the opportunity, I think, that all of us have been waiting for. So, Resilience is just your ability to bounce back from any kind of stressor. It can be a psychological stressor. You know, the fear stressor that they've been throwing on us for the last three years. Um, It can be a chemical stressor. It can be relationships. It can be chemicals in your food. But your ability, it can be an infection even. But your ability to bounce back from that is, is really key. But we need to be flexible. We need to be adaptable. And you'll notice that many of the things that they're doing to us are trying to remove that flexibility. People are not reading as much. They're not able to engage in discourse. And discourse is at the heart. This idea of having conversations over dinner tables is really, really important. Um, And nowadays we do it over social media, but a small group of people have determined that there are certain things we can't talk about. And that is impacting everything in terms of how we develop our flexibility. It's also completely dismantling the scientific method. The scientific method that starts with this idea of a hypothesis, where you need to be naturally skeptical, and then you test it you run trials or experiments you get some results you put it out there into a peer review that incidentally has been shattered and then if you can still get stuff out of the bottom of your sieve that has endured the descent we start to get towards what we consider truth and You know, truth is never really absolute. It's only true as long as it's true, until someone has turned it upside down. And many of the things that we've been told by the authorities and by governments, guess what, they've turned out to be untrue. Yet they are asking us to trust in them. So we have a values crisis. So when we think of resilience, what values do we think of so for individuals yes it's going to be freedom it's going to be empowerment but do we we're accused of being selfish for valuing these ideas and they say give it all up have nothing yourself and do it for the collective which i think is really what socialism was meant to be ab- about but Let's think about another idea. This idea exists in nature, exists in rainforests. It's about reciprocity. I do something for you, and you do something for me. So we, we can still do good things for the loved ones around us, for our communities, for society, by reciprocating, by caring, by connecting. Now think about the values for communities. Communities um, heard about this idea of inclusivity. Are we all up for inclusivity? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how the hell can you have a system that is supposedly inclusive that decides it's going to exclude people who've made a certain medical choice? Where did that come from? So, if we really care about these ideas of inclusivity and diversity and what about tolerance? You know, is tolerance being tolerant of someone you hate that you never talk to? Or does it, like nature does it, allow a communication that turns into some kind of acceptance? Real, real deep acceptance of those people and of course those of us who've made certain medical choices need to reciprocate and show our tolerance for people who may have made a decision that was different from that so that we can start to rebuild communities and when you look at values for society as a whole what about this idea of dignity human dignity this is written into every human rights charter. What the hell happened to dignity? What about respect? So out of these ideas come things like informed consent. I have not met a single person who's taken the genetic shot who really had properly informed, informed medical consent. Not a single person. Some people were sometimes given yeah. a patient information leaflet after the event, but no one was offered informed consent. And then there's, I want to finish off on on one that I think is really, really important for this movement that has grown really, really quickly over the last three years. And what we see is sometimes further fragmentation and polarization because ego and mission can sometimes get a little bit confused. And I'd say, just like anyone would, I, I'm a father of six children. Um, so we've we got a, a lot of people up here who've got a lot of children. I don't know what, what that's about. Um, I've got four grandchildren as well. But um, humility, humility, it is time for humility, really to understand the importance of that. So. Let's not give up on science, let's understand that the scientific method is being systematically destroyed by the system. Let's go back to it, but in order for it to work, we've got to allow dissent, because it's only through that dissension that the real goodies can survive the day and turn into this thing that we like to think of as truth. Um, Let's all be ambassadors of that. Um, I love this idea that we talk about love openly because I'm having come from the research community I've been disappointed for a long time that the research community cannot use the word love. Do you know what they call it? In research love is called unconditional positive regard. So. I'm going to leave you on a note of unconditional positive regard to each and every one of you and say, it, I love you. Okay, thank you.